Oscar movie as a film that an artistically minded and socially curious white male over 50 can really sink his teeth into. In a half a decade where there is not uh, there has not been just one but two instances of hashtag Oscars so white, there aren't as many artistically minded and socially curious white males over 50 in the Academy membership as there are used to be, as there used to be. Yet despite all the efforts that the Academy has made to change the makeup of its membership, an Oscar genre still has a strong foothold in the Academy. It may not be what was previously classified as an Oscar genre, but it still carries aspects of the older one melded alongside newer characteristics and expectations. I'm Chris Compendio, and that was me reading from our very own Izzy show. Uh, here was her piece. Uh, there is a new Oscar genre, and Black Panther is a part of it. So, Izzy, hello! Hey! Um, we are uh, doing episode 39 of AP Marvel with Anthony Payone. Yo, what's up? And Sabrina Clark. Hey, hey, everyone. Uh, very good energy here. We are all finally here together. I mean, I everyone's here. Everyone is yeah, here. Everyone is here. We took a little break. Uh, you might not have been able to tell because we had a, an excellent Black Panther two-parter go out, but we were not doing anything <laughs> while those were out. So We were on break! Yeah, pretty we much. So we're back at it. We saw the Oscars. Oh. <clears throat> we got oh. thoughts. Oh, um, oh no. All right, so let's uh, let's dig into this a little bit because man, I it wasn't the, the the ceremony was not as much of a mess as we thought it would be. Yeah, it was actually enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was there were aspects that were still really bad. Like the oh, I hated the opening <laughs> speech, but it was pretty smooth. But you can obviously tell shit went down to get here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was uh, it was shorter, thank God, <laughs> and and it 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 bounced back in the ratings. Is my understanding? Yeah, in five years there's been a jump in ratings. Five years? Okay, wow. Yeah. Uh, so I was kind of thinking a lot about the environment that the Oscars kind of inhabits. This is what the ninety first ceremony, I think. Yeah. And I'm kind of curious about. With all of the different controversies every single year, uh, kind of the most prominent one, like maybe not like the like the most important one, but the most um, the one that changed the Oscars probably the most was the Dark Knight getting snubbed in two thousand eight, because now now there's there's kind of like this this um, you know like you talked about the Oscar genre, Izzy, and uh, if you want to kind of paraphrase what you wrote. What, yeah. how, how did that shift, you know? Like, what what was the Oscar genre then? What is it now? And where does the Dark Knight, where does the Black Panther kind of fit into all of that? Yeah, so I think basically, um, like, I defined the Oscar genre in my piece as pretty much, like, historical, uh, like, historical movies, um, whether it be drama or biopics or, like, even some comedy into it. Like, The Favorite has, like, comedy, and that, I think, is still, like, inherently like an oscar movie um but they're trying they try to be like i guess quote to reg sort of paraphrase my piece um they have like a more like quote unquote, independent i.e like snobby vibe like oh like we could be produced by some like you know low budget studio but it's from like when he was still around when he was still around like the wine scene company um hmm. 
movies that are set in the present day, like, have, like, just, are still kind of, like, a little bit, like, pretentious. Like, think, I mean, think, like, I love Birdman, but, like, sort of think Birdman level where, like, it very much high cat his nose up towards, like, the problems that it addressed by, like, the entertainment industry. Um, mm. Which I actually find out of the Oscar genre movies, those are the kind of movies that are most enjoyable for me. I think where the shift, and like, I think where the shift in the Oscar genre occurred um, definitely came after um, the Weinstein sexual um, sexual assault scandals. Um, but it, and this genre change is like very very new. Like I think like you see like you see um, last year's Oscars, you see like Get Out nominated, like Moonlight, a lot more films that have social issues or something to say and that's the big sort of aspect now like an oscar like oscar movies like for um for all it's for like for everything it seems like black panther is not an oscar movie if that made any sense like the aspects that you think doesn't make it an oscar movie actually makes it an oscar movie like it's cultural i think it's cultural impact was just like an outer factor that just helped it a lot but like the fact that it, like the fact that it's discussion on like isolationism and like nationalism within like you know the diaspora like, and the diaspora, the issues it addresses like its past and its impact and the fact that it's like a like, the fact that like, it takes a stance about an issue or like addresses like an issue and like sure um encourages discussion that is what makes it an Oscar movie and the fact that you have like. Yeah, like as I, I as I also mentioned, like nearly everyone involved has had like nominations or has won like through Lupita Nyong'o, and so I think mm-hmm. I mean certainly specifically addressing Black Panther, which on the surface seemed like the most I think could seem like the most like non-Oscar genre movie. Like it's still very much in this new genre, and. I think the fact that now, like they have these movies, have to need to have something to say. Now, in this, it just adds more to like the Oscar genre. But like for the most part, aspects, some like aspects of it have like, only shifted like slightly. Like it's still very much there, and this year's nominations like reflect that a lot. Right. Um, remember that year where District Nine got nominated for Best Picture? Nine? Wait, really? District Nine. District oh, nine. District Nine. Not yeah. nine, no. Um, not nine, the animated movie, <laughs> or or nine, the musical adaptation. Nine, no, not, neither of those. Um, oh. but District Nine, that was the year. That was two thousand nine. Oh, jeez, uh, so many nines in the past sentence. Yeah, and the Dark Knight was was a two thousand eight movie. So like two thousand nine was the first one with ten nominees, and District Nine was one of them, which. Still kind of blows. I don't know if District Nine still holds up, but at the at the time that was a big deal. But uh, yeah. Anthony, yeah, what's up? You are old-ish. <laughs> yeah, I'm old. Uh, I, yes, I, I have age. What did do you, do? You have any early Oscar memories as a child? Like, did you did you ever watch with your parents or something like that? And, no, I uh, have zero memories actually. Of, wow, of you don't like, remember any like Billy Crystal sketches and like all that kind of stuff. I remember the ESPYs, but that's it, and that's because my mom. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, yeah. That's because my mom worked on them. Yeah, yeah. So oh, name uh, drop. Did I name drop? Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, Layla's not here. <laughs> <laughs> I have to fill over the name dropping. 
way of saying like, oh yeah, like I I know all these, I, I'm neighbors with all those people. But um, <laughs> yeah. so I mean, what? So I mean, when did you kind? Of, when did you get into the Oscar? I mean, I don't know if you're really into it still or at all. But when were you first interested in? Did you ever? You know, we did a kind of a prediction game this year, so I'm I'm kind of curious. When did that? Uh, when were you start to become wired in with the film community? You know, um, uh, the internet and uh, people like I think after Cloud Atlas. Oh, okay. When Cloud Atlas was not nominated for anything that year, yeah, that that pissed me <laughs> off a lot. Right. A movie that has very intense makeup and very intense costumes was not nominated for anything. Yeah, I mean that yellow face was really. Um... Yeah, no, no, that was that was iffy, but like the costumes. Ah, uh, the score is the is definitely what should have gotten a nomination. Exactly, and the score too. Ah. Yeah. Uh, but what is your what what is your strategy? You know, uh, you you did an off topic with Sabrina and Layla, and what yes. what's kind of your personal strategy? In making these predictions, you know, do you pay attention to that Oscar genre of sorts, or do you kind of go with your gut? Do you do you go with like your own preference? I mean, what's what's the Tony strategy? I go with my gut a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. and like we actually, I forget the final tally of our predictions, but we actually did pretty good, mm-hmm. like comparably. Like I know people on the like because as y'all know, I was on the internet a lot Sunday night, and a lot of people were. We're saying like, oh, I can't believe that. Like, I can't believe that one. And I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like six for six right now. Right. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I was like confused. I'm like, what, what everyone was thinking. It was just interesting stuff. Right. Yeah. Sabrina, post game. Uh, what are your feelings post game on your predictions? Like how, what was your kind of your mindset going in? And how do you, how do you feel like you did personally in terms of like, not, not in terms of like the quantity, but just in terms of, oh yeah, I kind of got the jive of what the voters, or I didn't get the jive of what the voters were kind of going for. I think that I did pretty well for me personally. There were a couple of categories where um, the film side of me was more like, okay, realistically, this person would win, but the black woman in me really wants uh, everybody black to win. So there was that. And so anytime that like, if AP Marvel, like if we as a podcast or me, Tony and Layla in our little off topic that we did had hypothesized that someone would win um, and they didn't, but like, for example, like Regina King, I counted her as a win, even though we did, we were like, Oh, either or, but then for (laughs) the the two black Panther wins that we weren't expecting, um, not two. Well, we weren't expecting production design. So for that one, for example, we, we I said, oh, pro- we said I, the favorite. I okay. said, I also said, like, oh, Black Panther would be cool to win, and then everyone was just like, no, the favorite. Yeah, I was, I was gunning for the favorite, but I also took Black Panther because I was like, you know, rooting for everybody black. Um, in the past, though, I have never been this invested. I'll say, like, in terms of going through each category and saying who I think will win. I remember two years ago or last year. I think two years ago. Yeah. Um, they were screening the Oscars in the university center here on campus and they were doing, uh, they were handing out ballots. So I just filled them out based off of what I had previously read. But I think Mm -hmm. this year I have read the most and learned the absolute most about as many projects as possible, even though in case some of you don't know, like I haven't seen any of the Oscar nominated films except for Into the Spider-Verse and... Black Panther and, and Black, Black Panther, Panther and Black Panther. That's it. 
which came out like Black Panther and Black Klansman came out so long ago. And you saw Bow. I've seen, yeah, but that's because I saw Incredibles 2, which was also nominated. Yeah, okay. there you go. See? So, yeah, but I just feel like I... And Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> despite, being, <laughs> despite being incredibly invested in like the conversation behind all of the nominees, I hadn't seen anything and I kind of enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. Because I feel like I was able to not get as upset because like everyone who was like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening was kind of, they were also kind of like Anthony said like, oh really? You guys didn't see that coming? Because, well, I saw it coming and I read everything. (laughs) You know, if you pay attention, it's all there. Yeah. If you paid attention, like most of these wins were predictable. Yeah, they were not surprises. Yeah, like the Rami Malek one, everyone was just like, oh, what? It's like, no, Did if you, you not paying, watch the like, Globes, I'm upset, but like, sad? if you paid attention, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you paid attention, like, yeah, he was like destined to win and The this. BAFTAs? Like, like, hello. Golden Globe. Yeah. Um, But, uh, what was I going to say? There is, um, I kind of, it was very funny because I felt like this was going to be a really big shit show. Mm-hmm. Visually and also what was winning. And we got we got the win that I was so happy for. And by so happy, I mean I fucking hated it. Mm-hmm. With Bohemian Rhapsody winning Best Editing, <laughs> which is a fucking disgrace. But I, I knew it was going to win it. I knew it. Well, Just deep inside of my guts, I knew that that movie was going to fucking win Best Editing. And I hated it. Uh, but I loved, I loved the nightmare. And I, yes... That was it. I also think that, that the aftermath of that win is really funny because now on Twitter everyone is cycling, like circulating that video. Yeah. The lunch scene that we talked about yes. where it's like, did you see the number of cuts? Did you and see it's the like, number of fucking cuts of that scene? Somebody quote tweeted it being like, oh, when your friend's uh, Instagram story is too long so you gotta tap through it. Like, That's <laughs> yes. right. It was, there, were, there were no words for people who like don't really understand what is so aesthetically pleasing about film editing. Like, if there is nothing going on on screen, it shouldn't be shown. Yeah. Basically. Like, if, if you're going to cut to a person's face, but that person isn't saying anything, their face should be saying something. I have zero educational understanding of film and film editing. But if any logical, sane person watches the film mm. and sees that and doesn't think, what the fuck am I watching? And doesn't get dizzy from watching it, then you're fucking delusional. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Sorry, that's a little harsh, but Jesus, I'm so mad about this. I'm so mad. Maybe it was just from the sheer ability of stitching together a bunch of disparate scenes from two different directors given the -the behind-the-scenes shit show. But I don't know. John Ottman is... The editor is a Brian Singer dude. He has been on all Brian Singer movies. See, here's the thing. I don't... I don't... I don't, I, I've heard that, you know, like, that's the reason. And it's like, that's, that's a bullshit reason. Because I <laughs> yeah, saw that, that scene. Is, yeah. That entire scene, like, there was no... It's bad, bad, not good. Bad, bad, not good. Like, like, <laughs> bad, 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 not good. Bad, bad, bad. Um, so, yeah. Um, that was one of the things I was very happy about that I was, like, like, happy in, like, a, uh, I can't think of the word, in, a, in an absurdist sense. Um, but that's why I was really involved in watching it because I felt, and I, uh, my main point of this whole rant thing is that it, I treated it like the Super Bowl in which both of the teams I had no stake in. So it's like a Super Bowl without the Patriots because fuck the Patriots. And, um, uh, Chris Evans the pa- was there, so he, the Patriots were indeed represented last Shut up, that shut night. up, shut up, shut up. Thank you. Um, 
because uh, when the like you know if the Patriots are in the Super Bowl, I fucking hate the Patriots. So that means I root for the team, the other team. But if it's two teams that I have no stake in, then I'm just like you know what? Who gives a fuck? Let the game be fun. Let it be ridiculous. Let, let I, you know I want I want some I want you know I want another. I want a Lady Gaga s moment, you know, rappelling down from the skies. Adam I'll, Lambert's gonna be at the halftime show. Adam well, Lambert at the opening, but uh. I want I want what happened to Kegel Michael K and Lady Gaga again. I want all of I want I want the ridiculousness. Oh, the first five seconds, I was just like, oh, this is gonna be so dumb. But I was so upset that it wasn't as dumb as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I was just like, oh, f- we're five seconds in, and I already fucking hate it. <laughs> okay, so but there was a there was yeah. a different investment this a different emotional investment this year just because of the Shit crazy show. things that happen in the in yes. the backgrounds like the whole Kevin Hart thing and the whole yeah uh, taking off the, the the four like the four categories that would have been during commercials but ultimately it was not yeah and like here's the th- like here's the thing I actually enjoyed the show like I enjoyed it other than the best editing thing and the first five seconds and the end result um because like like i'm like i like i was like oh this is good this is actually decent content so yeah i like i like a show without a hook okay yeah yeah uh so here's the thing when they when they announced this whole like we're not doing a host thing Everyone was like, oh my god, literally, what is the point of that? Like, I don't understand, me included, I was one of these people. I don't understand, <laughs> I don't understand how you could not have a host of a major award show. And then I was like, well, what the, what, 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 what does a host even do in terms of the Oscars specifically that announcers or different um, introducers for the, for each presenters. category, presenters, yeah, what is the difference? And the difference is really a monologue in the beginning and a couple of jabs here and there. And when you take that out of the equation, logically and logistically, it makes sense because why do you need that? But then at the same time, culturally and socially, it's super, it would be super nice if you had somebody say something interesting in the beginning. Amy Poehler and Tina Fey doing that was hilarious. Yeah. No, that, that I hated their speech. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear what they said. I, I caught on to the Oscars. I thought it was fine. Probably their jokes were so, it's just like they're, it's like such low hanging fruit. Like, of course they're gonna joke, joke about like Trump in the wall. Of course they're gonna joke about like there's oh, no hosts. Like they are so those jokes were so easy to make, and they put in like no effort. And I'm like, so I don't care. On. Like there was no, they weren't gonna be there. That's for their the SNL background. So. It's just like they just put in no effort, and I was like, what are you come on, man. Uh, what, I thought it was fine. I, 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 I was yeah, those I jokes were so easy to make. Yeah, exactly. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't expect like I don't know, uh, John Mulaney. Uh, in like, like, like I peak seen, John Mulaney. Like I didn't like. I mean, like it was like, like I would have enjoyed. It. I mean, like it was fun. I mean, like I'm trying to write this phrase. Like I just didn't like his. Like they were just so so easy jokes to make. I preferred like offer like something original, but that didn't happen. Here's here's a. You want to get your fill of funny award show monologue that like is not low hanging food and is actually like really smart comedy. Watch Chelsea Peretti's uh mm-hmm. writing award. Uh, Spirit Awards mo- thing? Not Spirit. No, she's hosting. I heard she's hosting Spirit Awards. Or something. Oh no, but she's doing like this monologue. Uh, okay. She did the monologue for like the SAG Writing Awards or something. Right, Writers Guild. Writers Guild. Guild. Thank you. Thank you. SAG, SAG Writers. Writers. <laughs> Sorry. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, so it's very funny. I highly recommend checking that out. Sure. 
Um, okay, I think we're establishing like a, a good baseline on, hey, why do we care about the Oscars? Because the question of this episode is, do the Oscars still matter? So let's rewind a little bit. So I think, um, I think Sabrina, we were we were recording the Black Panther episodes on MLK Day, and I think the Oscar nominations were the next morning. Yeah. Um, did you wake up early, or did you just yes. kind of, like, wake up to the news? Like, Yes, I woke deal? up early. Are you kidding me? Do you know who I am? <laughs> I wake I up went early online. in the morning because I'm an adult. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> no, in the sense that, like, I have a job. Okay. So, yes, I did I did wake up early um, that morning when the announcements, when the nominations were announced, and I watched the video I streamed it and, like, screenshotted the little things that, the the little, like, title cards that they presented the ones that i was super excited about i screenshotted some of those or but i remember either last year or two years ago i woke up specifically early because tiffany haddish and andy circus were announcing them and um and so i screenshotted every single one of those and i actually still have them in my camera roll so that was pretty cool to look at um but i was very much invested in the nominees not surprised because again i had read a lot of the literature and i knew what was coming i didn't read the literature i just Paid attention to thoughts that people had. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Sabrina is like trying to hold back laughter. <laughs> the yeah, the will of the the voice of the people. The voice of, I uh, hear it. I hear it deep in my bones. Yes, that's why I'm a socialist because I hear the I hear it. I just hear it. Like I mm. hear the 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 echoes for freedom. <laughs> the Oscars, anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering, like, what the train of thought was, and it sounds like it's a lot of, like, it's like when you're, you're, you auditioned for a, a middle school play, and you're, like, running up to the board to see who got cast and stuff like yeah. that. It's that kind of, um, it was like- you know, get ready to be disappointed or get ready for, like, pleasant surprises, you know, and it sounds like kind of the same thing every year. Is that mm-hmm. inaccurate, or is that- <laughs> eh, Sometimes. I think it depends mm-hmm. on the year, and it depends on, like, if people are actually interested in what's going on, I think the Golden Globes are a really big uh, uh, pre- predictor of what's going to happen. But even then, like, you know, like I'm so pissed off that Eighth Grade got shafted. But yeah, it. shout out mm. Elsie Fisher and Bo Burnham. Elsie Fisher out there being a, being awesome. Elsie K Fisher, more like Elsie Queen Fisher. Woo. Okay. Cool. Uh, I mean, th- there's um, I mean, the conversation afterwards is mainly about the snubs, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, like, it's about, I remember when the Lego movie got snubbed, and, like, that was, like, a huge uproar. Like, it's always about what doesn't, I mean, look at Oscar so white. Like, I remember watching, I remember watching the nominations, like, when I was in, like, high school, and I remember immediately noticing, oh, all these best actor noms are white, and, like, just right off the bat, like, I noticed that, and, like, those are the things you kind of notice. Like, it's so, like, it's, it's always like a fine it's always like a balance between like distributing like what you know is like that's presented and what you know is that's not being presented. Yeah. Um speaking of Oscar so white uh so white, I mean there's always there's oh like I got like I mentioned, there's always a different controversy every year, isn't there? I mean there's um I mean, last I mean was la- I what, guess what happened so. last year? What happened last year? Here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and say this since we're, you know, in an official setting, okay? There is a time to be upset about racial representation. And to be quite honest with you, being upset about it at the Oscars is far too late. Because the Oscars are honoring things that happened in the past year. 
You know what I'm saying? So, like, it's sort of like looking back on this year, let's recognize all the things that have come out. I think in, I'm sure I've, I have barely seen the nominees for this year, for Best Picture at least. Um, so I definitely can't speak on behalf of all the films that have come out over the course of the past 365 days. But when it comes to Oscars So White, that was like the biggest polarizing issue because people were paying attention. This is not the first time that we have had only all white nominees and it will not be the last because I know that people are like very hopeful and based on like actual statistics of how the academy has been voting recently like things will change but it it probably will happen again but that's out Sabrina's point I mean Sabrina's right I think 10 years down the line when Oscar so white is like in the distant past is probably in the probably in the distant past I think it's like the, let's say the academy like nominates like all white nominees again, then, like, you know, it happens, it's fine. I think it was just, it was 2015, right? I think, yeah, because it was 2015, that that was sort of the year of, like, rising, I think, I, I mean, I think, like, sort of, like, police brutality, like, those tensions were at, like, a huge peak. So I think that's when it started to get noticed. And that's what caused Oscar so white, and just, like, the growing sort of lack of awareness for diversity. Uh, let's take a quick break because it looks like we're going through a little weird shift. Hey, we're back. Uh, our setup has changed a little bit. Um, I'm still here. Izzy and Tony are still Sabrina is technically still here, but she is kind of, uh, she is on the move right now. Um, so this should sound interesting <laughs> post-production, I think. So let's talk a little bit about Black Panther specifically, since this is a Marvel podcast after all. But how did Black Panther do, everyone? It won. It did. Sorry. It did really great. It won three it won three awards. It won um, Best Costume Design, mm-hmm. Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. I know yeah. uh, there are qualms about it winning Best Original Score in the sense like it wasn't as like, it still, it still won great. I know um, we were, like, all the teachers were discussing like it might not have been as well deserved as like other categories. Oh yeah, this is Layla's little insert about the Black Panther score and the win. Should I say it now or? Sure. Okay, hold on. Let me <laughs> get to my room up the stairs so it's more quiet. Okay. On the street. So, so our good old Layla Jordan has mentioned her slight unease with the fact that Black Panther won um, original best original score because Nicholas Bartel, who scored If Beale Street Could Talk, did a fantastic job and deserves just as much, if not more, recognition for his work because, according to Layla, he makes everyone cry. And. <laughs> right. Um, she says specifically, Bill Street's score transcended the, jo- the genre, and so Black Panther's win probably came from a conflation of the soundtrack with the score. Hmm. And Nicholas Bertel is an artist. Hmm. I mean, that's what she says. Uh, Ludwig, uh, what's his last name? Um, Goranson. Goranson, yeah. He, Ludwig Goranson. He's, he's got some. He's got some pull. I mean, he is like one of Childish Gambino's dudes, and. And as he revealed in the uh, in his speech, um, he and Ryan Coogler went to college together. So that's yeah. how they know each other, which is really cool. Also, yeah, 
yeah, he did Fruitvale. He did Creed. I mean, he has um, he has a pretty excellent resume. I feel. I, I, I really liked the score in Black Panther. I mean, it was definitely it was loud and epic. So it, it might have been just more memorable to voters. Uh, but I, you know, I mean, good for him. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that I, I haven't seen Beale Street, so I couldn't really, uh, sympathize with Layla, but, you know, I'm, I'm always happy for, you know, I, I really like that, that composer. So, right. I mean, those are all three, those three were like really good speeches, I feel. Uh, it was Ruth E. Carter for costume design, and, uh, is it Hannah, uh, Beekler? Is that how you pronounce her name? Um... Let me check. Yeah, let me check. I think it's, yeah, it's like Beekler or Beach. I think it's Beekler. Yeah, that yeah, sounds right. Speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So that was that was first of all. Uh, we did it. We beat Suicide Squad. We finally have more <laughs> Oscars than the DC than the DC Extended Universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Ke- Kevin Feige was at the ceremony. Would not was not wearing a cap, so you can see how bald he was. <laughs> and. You know that, <laughs> that I felt that was really cool. I mean, I I felt that Logan getting a uh, best original screenplay, best adapted screenplay nomination last year was was kind of a big deal. But I feel like we kind of uh, I feel like I don't know why I keep saying we. We are not Marvel Studios, but I felt that Marvel Studios kind kind of pushing it a little bit, which is um, kind of cool to see. You know, I feel like. It's very, it's very much representative of that new Oscar. Like you know, if, if Izzy, your your whole thesis was that Black Panther is part of that new Oscar genre. You know, I feel that that and uh, you know, Get Out last year uh, kind of signifies that. So I think that's yeah. that's kind of cool to see. Yeah, I, I don't know it's it's weird because I'm trying to I'm still I'm still trying to grapple with it. Like I still I'm still trying to grapple with like if being in the oscar genre is a good or bad thing um mm-hmm. i think i mean i i mean honestly like i actually don't think like get out is as much of an it definitely has something to say but i don't think it's it's as much of an oscar movie as like these other movies are and like i didn't even expect it to get nominated for best picture but i, I was really excited to movie. huh i don't think shape of water is an oscar movie yeah like definitely like i think i mean definitely that too i think those two nominations and like wins like for the shape of water and actually get up too. um those are really landmark like i i say in my piece like honest like arguably logan being nominated for best adapted screenplay not or not original is mm-hmm. a little bit more landmark than black panther's awards in some capacity because it acknowledges the comic book medium as like a liter- like a, a literary art and all and like mm-hmm. a literary art yeah. and all that and fair yeah like just that acknowledgement like I think spoke really big volumes and it, it is a great screenplay so I'm mm-hmm. very happy about that but yeah yeah I think being in the Oscar genre may not necessarily be a bad thing it's just like I don't even oh think, yeah of course I really don't think that we're in the Oscar genre like the post is in the Oscar genre. Oh, absolutely. The movie coming out on by Martin Scorsese, The Irishman, that is in the Oscar genre. <laughs> you just saw you just need to see I just needed to I just needed to see who's name. in it, who's directing it. I know I know it's like in the Oscar genre. Exactly. When you look at when you look at um was Creed nominated? Creed one? No. So Creed was No, oh. unfortunately. It was just Celeste alone. Okay. Um Oh yes. Oh jeez. Uh yikes. Um 
Uh, oh, I forgot that Creed came out in 2015, right? Yeah. That also contributed to Oscar So White. Yes. Yeah. Um, what was it like? Fuck. Uh, like there's a bunch of like Vice. Uh, Vice. Like these are all Oscar actual like actual Oscar genre movies. Black Klansman, uh, Black Panther. They're not Oscar genre. I think like they transcended. They were their own genre, and they. And I feel like, I, I I feel like there was a lot of other reasons why they picked those movies to be like mm-hmm. forefront on the nominations. I think it was because they were popular and they were also um, poignant in yeah. a specific way. Like, just... okay. Yeah, I think also Anthony. Sorry, I meant like this is like elaborate, not hurry. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm sorry. Izzy was doing the hand motion thing, and I thought that meant hurry up, not elaborate. I'm, I'm sorry. And yeah. the orchestra starts playing in the background, and that means hurry up. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think. Just I think as much as I joke, like, oh, you have to have like one person like who has not been nominated before, like, be like in your movie to like be like an so like you know get oscar cred like that's like i mean like joke about like being prominent but it's like it feels very true because i also agree like i think black klansman definitely black klansman felt like an oscar movie after it was released because of all the momentum it picked up and like all of its like sort of like its landmark notions and like after i mean i watched i also watched a movie in january i think it was no i watched yeah i watched a movie in january like i think a little like close to nominations like i watched it on the plane mm-hmm. and i just knew it was like a really like landmark movie i think it was not it was not made for golden globes right yeah yeah i think i watched it after i heard that and it only like it didn't feel like an oscar movie to me i think some oscar movies like will definitely not feel like oscar movies like chicago i mean this was years ago like chicago does not feel like an oscar movie um but i think like yeah i don't i think like i'm still trying yeah i think we're just so strong to like like draw the line of like is the oscar genre good or bad but i think more than anything it's just like a sign of like the academy it almost feels like the scapegoat as like what the academy's doing wrong sometimes mm. yeah i've always and i'm sorry we're gonna keep overusing the word genre but i mean i've always found it to be a divide between the oscar movies and genre picks genre pick meaning like not a drama you know, especially not his, an historical drama or a biopic or something like that, because those have always been Oscar movies to me. So sci-fi, for example, uh, fantasy, you know, like Lord of the Rings, all three of them were nominated for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, to me, it's always been, um, I think, kind of the shift of, you know, when when you see kind of more art house pictures taking over. Because back in the day, you know, like, even Mel Brooks comedy movies would get Oscar nominations. And that's not really the case anymore. You know, you, can get, you don't get a lot of hard comedies nominated uh, for Oscars. Which is why, you know, in theory, like, the Golden Globes can't really handle those. Because they have a comedy category. Oh. But then you get like the Martian, yeah, <laughs> which is such, that was so weird. Yeah. And Get yeah. Out, Get Out too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you could construe that as social satire, but like comedy, no, no, not at all. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I think I, I, I think a lot of people track kind of the shift of where 
maybe maybe back in the day, like uh, more genre pictures might have been nominated. Like I remember reading about how Sigourney Weaver being nominated for Best Actress for playing Ellen Ripley in Aliens mm-hmm. was a big landmark thing because that was a you know sci-fi and action is a that's a genre you know that's a genre picture and yeah. you know you might see kind of um abnormalities like you might see uh weird things like Melissa McCarthy nominated for Bridesmaids uh which in turn also got a best uh, original screenplay nomination Wait are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, she absolutely she was amazing in that movie. I mean that movie is good but I'm surprised that it got a best screenplay nom. Yeah. Yeah. I th- think like to transition into like your next point, I mean, looking at notes. To, tra- to transition into your next point, um, I know that. Um, so like in our next, like, well, the next point. Actually, no, Chris, you can talk about like our next point. And I think it adds more to like this discussion. Are we talking more about campaigning? Yes, or... the campaigning. Because I feel like the shift kind of happened. A lot of people observed um, Shakespeare in Love beating Saving Private Ryan in 1999. Uh, Shakespeare in Love being a Weinstein, Weinstein. joint. Weinstein. Weinstein, fucking, who cares how to pronounce that motherfucker's no, name? No, I, I know, it's uh, Yeah, but he, you know, he's known for campaigning quite aggressively, and, you know, I, I'm sorry to put Harvey Weinstein, Weinstein and the word aggressive in the same sentence, because, ew, he's disgusting. I mean, he's even, like, I think he, like... I think Why? it was reported as like putting Nathan Lang in a chokehold, like for like for getting mad at him at some point. But like he apparently he's just a very angry man. <laughs> um, but he is kind of known for innovating the concept of, you know, the for your consideration, uh, behind the scenes, you know, ring kissing thing. You know, so that's why you kind of get weird, um. I'm trying to think of movies that were not well-received, but were nominated anyway, probably because of those that campaigning. So I think 2012 had... It was 2012, but it was um, extremely loud and incredibly close. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> not well-received. Yeah, but and still got... It slipped in there. No. Wasn't it about 9-11? Like with Tom right. Hanks? Like it felt yeah. very Oscar-baity. Yeah. Ex- yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, same with um, you know the the Dark Knight controversy that came the same year that the Reader with Kate Winslet, which was not a well received movie, that got one of the five slots. Yeah. Like I think, I think the aggressive campaign because like you're right. Like I think movies before I got more like diverse genres, and I think it is because of. Basically, I think before, because you're right, Chris, like, before, like, a lot more, like, sort of genre or, like, more diverse movies, like, were nominated. Like, Bridesmaids, Johnny Depp being nominated for Pirates of the Caribbean? That's yep. insane to me. I think, um, I think it is as aggressive campaigning. Like, even for Black Panther, they hired, like, I know I read this report, they hired, like, one of the best Oscar campaign managers to handle their campaign. Like, yeah. this is... It's, I mean, the, the, it just shows, like, the academy is politics, and it's a microcosm of our government right now. Like, if you lobby hard enough and if you went over the academy, like, it's going to get nominated. Like, it may, unfortunately, sometimes it's not necessarily the best. It's a, can you convince the academy that it's the best? Mm-hmm. And, and for that reason, I'm kind of questioning why, 
why why we're so um why we're so kind of obsessive about this stuff when it just kind of comes down to you know secret voting from people who are probably influenced in not totally ideal ways i mean um granted i you know i couldn't even tell you because like you know i i haven't really looked into it but like how many members there are and uh but every once in a while we get kind of a scandalous uh article uh, I think I think it's Hollywood Reporter. It might be a different publication, but they always kind of publish anonymous thoughts from voters, and they always have like really weirdly controversial things, very racist things. I read one of them. It was really really right. bad, mm-hmm. like about Moonlight. That's when we found out yeah. about the Academy members who thought that Moonlight wasn't a an Oscar film. Well, I mean, Get Out wasn't an awards movie. Both. Yes, both. Someone said something super racist about Moonlight, and then I'm conflating the two. And then uh, someone said that Get Out wasn't Oscar worthy. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, did you read this year's? Like someone was saying that they were so bored by Roma, and they kept ex- they kept waiting for someone to die. <laughs> I know people that actually thought that Roma was boring too, but yeah. also they're not an entertain. They they need to watch like when they're watching something, they need like something to excite them in some capacity right other yeah than, but it, it was like, like it was like oh she's running across the street does that mean she's not gonna hit by a car and then she didn't get hit by a car and i just kept wondering what was gonna happen ah uh, yes like, oh the problems um, of the working class is not getting hit by a car it's, it's, it's <laughs> getting to work on time there the, this person was literally like um Oh, we waited until after the credits to see if anything else would happen, and nothing happened. It's like you. That's <laughs> so honey. morbid. It's like why? Why does um something interesting happening equal someone having to die? On I screen? think. I think also that's when we get to the whole like, oh well, film people are snobby, and like I would use this as <laughs> as as an example because you shouldn't be going into Roma or any movie and, and trying to compare it to something that came before it if it's not a, if it's not a prequel. But here's the you thing. You know what I'm saying? Saying Roma is a, an incredibly artistic film that, that like, should have won, like, you know, all the accolades is actually more snobby than this fucking comment. Like, are you saying that the person saying that this movie needed, a, like, someone to die for... It's no, I'm not, say- I'm not saying that. Oh, okay. I'm just saying this is why the snobby comments come up. Yeah. Because it's like you mm-hmm. have to go into a film not expecting anything and just take what you get and then, like, tally up your notes in order to properly analyze it. Yeah. But this person right. also expected something that you shouldn't be expecting from freaking, like, be- on. a story. Like, like, come on. I'm yeah. so mad. All right. Like. Right. Uh, and to kind of uh, bring it back to the uh, like the whole thing, like like what the the point of this entire episode is that like why do they matter? It matters because of it's a cultural phenomenon that like you need to become attached to. Yeah, like the Oscars. Like, I mean, whether you like it or not, the Oscars are meant to award movies, and they are the Academy that represents motion picture arts and sciences. So, it's a sciences. I mean, tech is a. It's, STEM, I mean STEM, like tech, I don't know. But basically, Sound engineering? Yeah, but basically, like, they still are the representative party. And mm-hmm. in addressing, if you want to build a, if you want, if you think, like, hmm, I forgot my trans out, but basically, they still represent, like, this entire sort of system. And yeah. it's still, and, like, I think it's just become so convoluted that, I, as I've said, 
they're a microcosm of like larger politics and because of all of that jazz yeah. within that like I, it's gonna get convoluted and yeah. messy and not reflective most of the time so like i think it holds there's there's obviously the cultural phenomenon that it holds but like like these things are like i think marlon brando actually gave his uh oscar away like yeah because he wanted to talk about indigenous peoples being mm-hmm. like their rights being infringed upon and like that's fucking awesome yeah and it's like he makes a good point about why um like wh- like no one is no actor is better than another actor and i'm like yeah i like like i i get that i get that that point and i think um but like when it comes down to like people of color winning awards it's it's not necessarily the award itself it what it culturally represents because of what the oscars mean in a cultural sense exactly it's not necessarily that the fact that like i'm winning this uh foot tall like 13 inch tall 10 pound golden trophy and i'm better than other people it's that you recognize that my thing is quality enough mm-hmm. yes. than other content that was made by predominantly white people. Mm. That has so much more significance than just being better than other people. And I think mm. that has something that is that is significant in some capacity. And like yeah. ultimately, like like you know, like they're, they're, I mean, like they're all capitalists, so like good shit. I think also that brings an interesting um, lens to. One of the winners, uh, sorry, the winner of the, uh, I think it was documentary feature, not mm-hmm. documentary feature, documentary short, yes. period, uh, end of sentence. Yes. Um, because who here, who listening and anyone in the world actually knows what's going on with like menstruation inequality? Oh, I, oh. oh. Very, yeah, but very outside. few, uh, outside, <laughs> yeah, outside of those of us who are educated who actually knows about it. And the fact that that story was chosen over all of the other stories in that category is also socially impactful. Yeah, and I, and like, I, I felt the exact same way when I saw um, the two animators from uh, Bow. Yeah, crying. Like, like, that's, like, that is incredibly impactful. And that is incredibly important because, like, like, yeah. Like it's awesome that they won an award, but it shows that you know Asian American art uh, animators can do something, yeah, and can tell stories. Like that is amazing and incredible. And I think um, trying to tie it all together, I don't think the Oscars realize that in this modern day and age. Yes. Like we said, I mean, look at our reactions to the ceremonies. There was no host, and we're like, it's fine. It's maybe in some senses a little better because it was a shorter ceremony. Yeah, but, but like I. We don't care about like the hosts and like the presenters, like and really the content. Like, yeah, I did. I said I didn't like like Amy Poehler and like Tina Fey's like, in my real speech. But I, what I remember most is the joy I felt when Black Klansman won for Best Original Screenplay. Yes, and I think it's those emotions that will matter more in a moment. Like there are so Correct. many. Like I remember I this. I remember Oprah's. I think I think Oprah's like. Cecil B. DeMille speech or like the equivalent of that for the Academy Awards or for another awards ceremony. And she was saying how she remembered sitting at her, sitting on the TV, like seeing Sidney Poitier win, um, an, like win, like becoming the first black man to win an Academy Award. And that's what mattered her. It's not the ceremony itself. It's the prestige and it's the content and it's the people who win. It's not even the prestige. It's what the prestige represents. Exactly. Mm. Yeah, and I think the Oscars right now don't 
I'm, aren't really realizing that, and they're not. And yeah, the, yeah, the Oscars aren't really realizing that, and no. it's just a bunch of old white dudes, exactly. and they still think it's about it's about like a fucking you know it's the end of soccer camp, soccer league, summer you know, peewee yeah. soccer league where they hand out trophies to people. Yeah, like you guys won, you guys did this. It's like it's not like it's not like participation trophies, but it's like. They think the awards are like, you are better than this. It's like, that's not the point of this anymore. Yeah, like, I think, I think they can, I think, like, you know, we can all agree, like, Green Book, like, I think Green Book, like, I mean, all, I can't, I mean, I haven't watched a lot of these movies either, but I can't deny, like, the work and effort everyone puts into these films, it's well-deserved, but I think the Oscars' choice to maybe award to Green Book might have been a little bit misguided, and I think the Oscars... I think the fundamental flaw with the Oscars, and this can be like my closing thought because we have to leave in five minutes. We have to close this in five minutes. Um, I think the biggest fundamental flaw with the Oscars is that they can, they just aren't aware of how much they represent in this day and age anymore. And like, honestly, their award, like, you know, like their awards and the ceremony went fairly well. And then after Green Book won, it was just like, huh. It was That's very depressing. Weird. Yeah, like, I think it's just a fundamental flaw of, like, the Oscars just don't know what they realize anymore. And even after Green Book 1, I was like, they're kind of done. Like, they're on their last line. I don't even know. I think to fix the Oscars, it's a huge fundamental, like, shift Death. within the work. Like, within, like, their mindset. And unfortunately, their president is old male and not white, helpful. so... You can't even, you can't Old even. Old rich male white dude. Yeah, and so you, you're not going to see changes, unfortunately, until 2021. Or probably sooner. If they all I, I think, um, I don't know why I put that in so aggressively. Um, I think that with the, the next steps for the Oscars, um, you know, we have seen shifts in our what of what I'm going to begrudgingly call lower categories. So for the layperson who watches the Oscars, they only care about best picture, best actors and actresses, best supportings, and that's about it. But for every other category, we have seen some kind of cultural shift or some kind of shift in trying to recognize actual strong uh, contenders. This and is the I first know, time I gave a shit about best editing. I know that. I know that socially, it's like a big problem because of what Green Book represents and like how that whole project came to be, which was just a mess from the beginning. But I think also we should we should remember the positives from the show because I think the positives outweigh the negatives. Because I feel like. With Green Book, when we think about all these old white men who voted for it, they voted for it because it resonated with them. And I feel like that's cool, but we also need them to recognize the cultural like impact that comes with that. Yes. So I feel like that second part of getting everybody, every single person in the Academy to understand what their votes really translate to, as Anthony was saying before, is where the Oscars need to go next. Yeah. Where they will go next, nobody knows. All right. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my, <laughs> my finishing thoughts um, so I've had my thoughts about the Green Book thing as a kind of a massive fuck up on multiple levels in the sense that like there were more black people that won the that won awards in varying categories than were actual people of color on stage who were accepting the award for Green Book and that baffles my mind. Um, I think one of like it was Mahershala Ali and <laughs> Octavia Spencer. <laughs> 
Mahershala is how the Southerns pronounced it. It's Mahershala. I'm sorry. Mahershala. It's okay. I just remembered something funny. Oh my god. Sorry. sorry. Oh man. Well, yeah, that's the Americanized version. Mahershala Ali. Oh man. It's okay. Keep, keep, keep going. All right. And, and Octavia Spencer, <laughs> for some reason, uh, well, she's uh, an executive producer on the movie. So that was like the only, there was like three black people on stage. It was really awkward. It was just a bunch of white people accepting a word about like, ah, racism, bad. and Friendship, it, good. Friendship, good. And like, that's not even like, like the problems with the story were, were beyond re- refutable. Hold on. Just keep going. Just keep um, going. Yeah. Um, it's just, I, I think the where the Oscars need to go, essentially, is to remember the good aspects of tonight and carry it forward. No host actually making an, a concerted effort to, for people to have an understanding of, like, what the, and as we say begrudgingly, the lesser awards mean and that type of stuff. And I think, you know... You know, I've already made my piece earlier about like how the cultural impact is so important, and um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm, you know, this was a, this was one of the first culturally relevant Oscars I kind of sat down and watched, um, but also fuck Crash Two Point Out. There you go. The final word on that. Um, yeah, ultimately, it's not really. It might not be too relevant for us, the viewers, but it's very relevant for the people who are actually nominated because that's how they build clout. Um, that's how they get taken seriously. That's why Bradley Cooper is all over the place now because he got nominated for Silver Plank's Playbook, and that let him say, hey, I'm serious. I can make a movie. I can remake A Star is Born. <laughs> so um, hopefully Marvel Studios might have some of that clout now. Has uh, anyone we'll mentioned see. how Barbara Streisand came out and said, ah, I'm here to present Black's Klansmen. And not, I'm here to present Star is Born. The movie I was in! <laughs> Easter egg. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of Easter eggs, Trevor Noah on um, Black Panther with his, uh, with his Kosa phrase, Kosa. which was actually not what he said. <laughs> it was actually, just look up the joke. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, I'm at Compenderizer. Uh, Izzy, where are you in the social media? Uh, you can follow me at Delirilin. Tony, you got a whole uh, Twitter storm about the Oscars. We're yeah, read that. Uh, at the Pizza Taco. I have a lot of things. Just Sabrina. type at the Pizza Taco, hashtag the Oscars. Or hashtag God Oscars. Damn. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. Sabrina, social media. You can find me on Twitter at Sabs Clark. That's at S A B S C L A R K E. Excellent. You can like AP Marvel on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Medium. Uh, follow us on YouTube. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, leave a review for us. Please give to our Patreon. You can listen to Sabrina, Tony, and Layla talk about the uh, their Oscar predictions. I'm sure it holds up great now. You can read our Marvel musings. I just had one about how I hope the Captain Marvel cat, Goose, is not a fucking scroll who's going to scratch out Nick Fury's eye. And you can read uh, Izzy's piece that we just that we mentioned a lot. Uh, Layla Jordan should have a piece about uh, specifically about the Oscars results. So we have a lot of Oscars content. We we have the um, AP Marvel Oscars criticism universe up in here. <laughs> and uh, please join our Discord server and talk about everything about us from Marvel to 
media in general to politics and, you know, sinister memes. Uh, thanks to Charles Villanueva for his graphic design. Thanks to Steve Maudor for his track Jazz Avengers. And we'll be back next week. We're going to pour one out for Jessica Jones. So stick with us until then. Goodbye. Did you hear what Anthony said just now? Nothing. I no, just anything. don't. No, you don't need. Yeah, he does. You don't need to know. I, just I go on. I didn't say anything. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, Let's go. Uh,